Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 253 with Michael Unbroken. How are you, Michael? I'm amazing, my friend, and congratulations on 253 episodes. Huge. Thank you very much. I reckon this one is going to be one of the best. Now, you've gone from homeless to hero, best-selling author, award-winning speaker, spoken in over 80 countries. You're a podcast superstar. But where did all this start? Do you want to share your story, mate? You can probably tell it better than I can. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, so I'll give you the, the overview and we can go anywhere from that. Um, I grew up in America, in Indiana, in the middle of the country. My mother was a drug addict and alcoholic. Um, in fact, she actually cut off my right index finger when I was only four years old and people always go, well, how can your mom do that? And, you know, as a continuation of childhood trauma and abuse, uh, you hear, you hear that old adage, hurt people, hurt people. Right. And, um, and that was what happened. She married my stepfather when I was six. Um, he was super abusive. The kind of guy you pray is never your stepfather. And, uh, I used to lay in bed at night and I'd cry and I'd pray and ask God, like, when are you going to send my real dad? I'm like thinking he's out saving the world or something, you know, and uh, he never came. And I learned a hard lesson when I was young that that you ultimately have to be the hero of your own story. And I, I lived with we were dude, we were so deeply in poverty, um, homeless, getting kicked out of our house. I lived with over 30, three zero different families between the time that I was eight and 12. And when I was 12, my grandmother finally adopted me, which was both amazing and terrible. Um, cause I'm, I'm biracial, I'm black and white. And, uh, my grandma was an old racist lady from a town you never heard of. <laughs> and, you know, so much. So we had a copy of Hitler's autobiography, Mein Kampf on our kitchen table. Oh, and my wow. uncle who's in prison for life, uh, is a part of the Aryan brotherhood. So, you know, you, you, you have an identity crisis at that age. And I, I started doing drugs when I was only 12 years old. Um, I got drunk for the first time when I was 13 and by 15, um, I was expelled from school for selling drugs. And, uh, you know, I was breaking in houses, stealing cars, running from the cops and getting shot at and just trying to like survive, just trying to figure out what was going on. And, um, I got a last chance opportunity to graduate school. Uh, that did not happen. (laughs) Basically I went to summer school after everyone had graduated my class And the teacher there said, dude, we're done with you. We want you the hell out. Here's a diploma. Good luck on the streets. (laughs) And, and I was trying to figure out my life. And I I ended up getting a job working at a warehouse where I was just putting microchips into motherboards for like 12 hours a day. It was awful. And uh, they fired me probably, probably because I was stoned, but they fired me (laughs) (laughs) and, and I'm sitting in my car and I'm thinking to myself, man, what is the solution for the solution for poverty, the solution for abuse, the solution for homelessness? And I was like, oh, it's money, right? It's got to be money. And so I made a decision. I said, I want to make $100,000 a year legally by the time that I'm 21. And the legal part was very important because I've been handcuffed more times than I can count. I got family in prison for life. And as of today, my three childhood best friends have been murdered. Like I knew where I was going. I knew what was next for me. If I did not change my trajectory and 
I ended up just started learning skills and I got a job at 18 at a fast food restaurant. I had 52 people under me. So I was learning and making all the leadership mistakes a kid would make. Um, and by the time that I was 21, I landed a job with a fortune 10 company, one of the biggest companies in America and no high school diploma, no college education. And I started making that hundred thousand dollars a year. And by the time that I was 26, my life was a complete disaster. I was 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep. And that's when I put a gun in my mouth. Oof. Dude, I was just done. Like I was done with all of it. And, and I thought like so many other people, I thought money was the solution. You know what I mean? And, and I discovered it's not. And the next day I'm laying in bed. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. Now, keep in mind, I'm 350 pounds. It's like 140 kilos, right? I'm big dude. And uh, I'm, I'm smoking a joint, eating chocolate cake, and watching the CrossFit games. Like, <laughs> dude, like, if that's not oh. rock bottom, I, I don't know what is. And, and I went to the bathroom. I was looking at myself in the mirror. And I remember being eight years old. And the water company had come and turned our water off. Now they were always turning off our water, our electricity, our heat. We were getting evicted. So it was just a, another Tuesday. You know what I mean? And I went in the backyard. I got this little blue bucket. I walked across the street to our neighbor's house. And for the first time in my life, I stole water. And I remember being like, when I'm a grown up, this will not be my life. Now it wasn't financially, but it wasn't every other way. Cause I was still that hurt, lost little boy. And as I looked at myself in the mirror, I realized the truth. I had broken the promise to myself that when I grew up, this wasn't going to be my life. And as I looked in the mirror, I asked myself a question. I said, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? And the answer was no excuses just results. And that meant to me that I was no longer going to negotiate with myself. I was no longer going to let myself off the hook. I was no longer going to play the victim. Cause look, it, it, it's everybody's fault. My life was terrible because of everyone else, your fault, my family's fault, my parents' fault, community's fault, Obama's fault. Like it was everybody's fault. And it wasn't until that moment I said to myself, no, this changes. And for the next 11 years, it's been this process of consummate healing, therapy, group therapy, men's group therapy, trauma-informed therapy, gestalt, CBT, EMDR, all the things you can imagine, coaching, small group coaching, trauma-informed coaching, getting certified in over 30 trauma-informed education certifications. Um, it was getting deep into personal development, reading the books. I've read over 700 books in the last decade. And it was ultimately getting myself in a position to believe in myself, to trust myself, to grow. And, and Dell, dude, I still make mistakes. I still screw up. I still break promises. I still have these moments in which I'm like human. And, and it's just a reminder that this experience is iterative and I'm going to mess up and we're going to screw up and we're going to make mistakes. But the, the thing is, can you keep going? And, and that's what it is. And that's what it's been. And ultimately it's led to this place where yes, I've worked with thousands and thousands of people. And yes, I've spoken all over the world and yes, the podcast and blah, 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 blah. 
But at the end of the day, it's very simple. I just want to empower people with the tools to recognize no matter what you come from, you can be the hero of your own story. Wow. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. That is, <sighs> well, firstly, congratulations to come over everything that you've been faced with in your life. I, sitting there, normally people will tell me the story and I can think of a couple of questions, but I'm just overwhelmed with what you've just mentioned there, mate. The, the thing that sticks out for me is those couple of moments in your life where you, you know you thought money was money was the idea or when you were watching CrossFit games eating chocolate cake I really enjoyed that to be honest um but that decision because when you're in a really really low rock bottom place it's not very easy to be able to just decide that I'm going to change my life I'm going to flip it all around when everything's against you that that doesn't happen that's that's a lot of people don't have that special gift to do that like did you think those thoughts before or was that just a one-off? You go, no, I'm going to change it because I don't want this. Like, that, uh, do you want to explain that? Because that's uh, listening to that from your backstory. That's not normal, but that's so powerful. I mean, I had, I had hit rock bottom a thousand times, you know, I mean, I destroyed my life so many times, my relationships, my friendships. When I was 24, one of my brothers told me never talk to me again. You know what I mean? Like I, I was a monster because I, I was hurt. I wasn't, you know, here's the thing people really, really need to understand. Like trauma is not the abuse. Like it's not the finger, right? It's not the cuts and the burns and the scars. It's, it's the theft of identity that happens in child abuse. Because what it is, is, you know, your brain has one purpose, survival, and it's adaptive and it's malleable. And so it, it looks at all these scenarios and takes meaning of them. And it says, it's dangerous when I'm myself, because if I'm me, I get hurt. Well, I need to survive. So I'm not going to get hurt anymore. So I'm going to stop being me. And what happens in that is unfortunately, dude, the crazy ass part about this is it serves you for a while because that actually keeps you safe when you're six, eight, 12, 17 years old, and then you're 36, 52, 70 years old, and you don't know who you are. You don't know how to say yes. You don't know how to say no. You don't know how to put up your boundaries. And in that, the thing that I recognized in that rock bot, like really just this lowest moment of my life was I was so afraid to be me, like just terrified because I'd never been allowed to. Mm. And even to today, it's like, I look at this and I, I think to myself, the person sitting here having this conversation with you is a creation. I created this experience for myself through the willingness to fail again and again and again. But in the beginning, what had happened is I just realized I had always let everybody else dictate who I was going to be. My favorite band was your favorite band. My favorite food was your favorite food. I, I dress like you. I talk like you. I act like you. I became a chameleon, right? Why? Because it's in our DNA to be communal because without that, we get ostracized. And if you're ostracized from the community, what happens? You die. And so when you understand that from a very animal brain perspective, then you're in this really fascinating situation where you have to literally decide to create yourself. And so I knew in this moment that it was going to be difficult. And the next three years were so hard. I mean, till I was 29 years old, this was just a war 
dude, it was so hard therapy and ruined relationships and trying to mend broken roads and, you know, losing weight, which was incredibly difficult and not smoking and learning how to eat nourishing food and, you know, not getting high when I woke up in the morning, all of it. And, and it was a choice. That's the thing about this, that, that I hope people will take away is right now you have the ability to make a decision in your life that within the next five minutes could change everything. And you have to be willing to face that fear. And that's what I was. I was willing to face that fear. Yeah. And, and what you've just mentioned there, it's thinking back to childhood, like you, it should be fun. It should be playful. Like animals, like you said, they animals and kids learn through play, through connection. And, and I'm guessing you had absolutely none of that in your life. So essentially what you're saying when, after that moment, when you looked in the mirror at 350 pounds, eating the chocolate cake, you basically had to, teach yourself starting from scratch what it's like to live because you didn't get any of those skill sets from your parents, from your grandmas, from the 30 plus foster home. So it's not really your fault when you were never given those skills on how to actually live life and live it well, really, is it? Yeah. hundred percent and clarity. They weren't foster homes. Now I'd been oh, in strangers. No, no, it's okay. I just want oh. to be clear. I I'd been with strangers, people from the church, friends, random houses, friends of friends of friends. It was crazy. There were some foster homes in there, but I was never a foster child. So I just want to be clear about that. Um, and look, and, and learning those tools became, and learning who I was effectively just became a process of the willingness to really, and I don't have a better way to phrase this, but it really became a, a willingness to be embarrassed because what I understood is I didn't know how to do anything. And the first time you do anything, you suck. Like you've yeah. never been good at anything the first time. <laughs> and so now imagine being 29, 30, you know, 26, 50 years old, trying to live your life for the first time. And that's one of the things that I help guide my clients through. It's just like, it's okay. People are going to judge you and they're going to pick on you and they're going to say you've changed. And I'm like, good, you should change. That's why you're here. You know, Jay-Z has one of my favorite quotes of all time it says people around you are saying that you changed. Well, I didn't do all this work to stay the same. <laughs> and, and that's been so true of my experience of just trying to try things and learning some things I really liked, some things I really hated and being okay with that. And, and Dell, if you were like, Hey man, I'll give you a perfect example of growth. If you were like, Hey, I want to go to a country music concert. I'd be like, are you out of your damn mind? I am not going with you to a country music concert, but rewind to 21 years old. And the answer was, yeah, of course, whatever it takes for you to like me. And that's the thing about this journey. When you choose to go down this path, you're going to learn how to like yourself first and recognize that people are judging you. They are shaming you, but that has nothing to do with you because the only thing that matters is how you feel about yourself when you go and look in that mirror. And if you can live life in your values, in your moral character and, and express your wants, needs and interests, your boundaries and hold true to who you are, you're winning at life. And, and I think that's what it is that people need to understand is you're going to try, you're going to fail, but as long as you honor your truth, you're winning. Yeah. It, it, I'm just sitting here and I'm 
your life, it's there's not many positives from it, from what you've been able to come from, from where you are now. It's a huge achievement. But do you also, this is, I look at the world these days, people don't want to try anything. They're so worried about perfectionism. They want, everything's got to be perfect. They, they don't want to try something they're not good at, Michael. Like, oh, I can't do that. I can't fail. I can't be bad at something. I've had everything. I'm, I look amazing. I'm good at everything. So they just don't try. Whereas do you also think maybe because you had nothing, you started with nothing, no skills, that you had to try things? So you've got that skill set that you don't care if you fail because you know you're not going to be good at it because you persevere. Whereas you see other people that have never had to have that adversity and they don't have that skill set that you have. I mean, I'm scared all the time, dude. Like I'm, I'm fearful every day. You know, even today, I'm like, I'm under the weather. I don't feel 100%. And I'm like, you show up anyway do it anyway. Like you got to stop negotiating with yourself. You know, to, I, I spoke on stage in front of 10,000 people. Like you can't do that if you're scared. Right. And, and the truth is at the beginning, the first time I spoke, it was four people. It was terrifying, but I said, what do I want? Do not negotiate with yourself. Fear is an easy, easy, easy thing to navigate. No, I'll, I'll give you this. It's a one-step process. And, and people think it's always like, give me the 37 steps. You don't need that. <laughs> you need one damn step. You need one step. When it comes to fear, you do it anyway. Because if you don't, it's going to eat at you. And on your deathbed, you're going to die with regret. Because if you die with regret, that's a life unlived. And so people are so afraid to start the podcast, ask the person out on a date, quit the job, build the business, travel the country, do the thing. Okay, well, don't complain then. Seriously. And that's a hard thing for people to hear because we want to coddle each other in this society. And I don't believe in coddling each other. I believe in pushing each other to what we can be able to accomplish, right? I tell people all the time, I'm not your friend. I'm your coach. I'm not here to be your buddy. I'm here to help you win your championship. I'm here to help push you to what's next. Nobody great has ever done anything by being unwilling to face their fear. And the, the reason why I've been able to do it is because I've just decided I made a decision. I'm willing to go through the suffering that is often, and I'm sure you will agree with this, required to create change in your life. And that's where the growth comes from. And so for the people who are sitting here and they're like, I need the seven step book on how to face fear. You don't need that. You need to go and do the damn thing. You know that you need to do. You already know what it is. It's been bothering you for seven months. <laughs> it's been in your head every time that you have a moment of peace. It's right there. It makes you sick to your stomach because you're not dealing with it. Your friends are like, what's wrong? And you're like, I'm fine. But really, you're being eaten up inside because you won't do the one thing you know that will make your life better. And here's why, because people are terrified of uncertainty. You don't know what's on the other side yet. And that's scary. People would rather thrive in the chaos of certainty than to be able to have peace in the uncertainty. And to me, that's a non-negotiable. I'm not going to do that. And if you want to have a beautiful life, you've got to be willing to make no excuses. Well, that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wherever you are around the world, there is no truer two-minute phrase or spiel michael that that is spot on um i absolutely love that i couldn't agree more and with that being said do you feel 
that you have such an impact because not only can you share that message and it is so true and people need to hear it, but because you're so vulnerable with what you've been able to overcome, your vulnerability allows people to think, oh, I can start a podcast. Look what Michael has had to overcome in his whole life. Is that, do you think that's been the catalyst for, you know, going from four people speaking to, and I'm sure the message was still so powerful and they loved it, or speaking to 10,000 people that your vulnerability and honesty allows people to face their fears because they they're overwhelmed with what you've been able to achieve in your short life. Well, you know, I, I would hope people wouldn't be overwhelmed by it. I'm not like, I look at it and I think to myself, I'm just getting started. Like whatever this is, I've done nothing that I want to do yet. My, my goal is very simple, Dale, very simple. I want to end generational trauma in my lifetime through education and information by any means necessary so that another kid does not have a story like I just told you. And until that happens, I have done nothing right now, equivocally, like I look at, I celebrate the victories. I enjoy the moments of doing really big things, but ultimately, uh, you know, if I'm inspiring people, that's great, but I can't change your life for you. I've never done anything for you ever in your whole life, right? I can hand you the tools. This is again, this is that coaching mentality that I have. I'll give you, I'll give you the play, but when you get on the pitch, are you going to run the play or not? Because if you're not going to run the play, you're going to lose. And I don't get to control that for you. And so my, my hope is that people feel the support when they're coming through Think Unbroken to be able to get on the pitch and go for the victory. That's the goal right? Not, not me being on stages. Not, I'm, I'm just like, I'm a mouthpiece for this whole thing, right? Because nobody else does this. Nobody else is willing to step on the platform. And, and to be honest with you, I don't want to be the spokesperson for child abuse. I don't want this job, but I don't know what else to do. And so when I, when I hope that people are inspired by me, I think the thing that I most want them to take away is just the simple truth. Like we live in the matrix not literally, I mean, maybe you wouldn't know, but not, you know, but, but we have the ability, we have the ability as human beings to control everything in our life. It takes as much energy to destroy your life as it does to build your life. And what people need to understand is when you step into healing, when you step into power, right? The ability to influence, when you step into self-awareness and compassion and love and empathy, the thing that you start to realize is you can actually bend the world to you. You don't have to bend yourself to the world anymore. You don't have to placate like you've done for decades. Instead, you say, no world, this is who I am, whether you like it or not, bend to me. And people will listen to that and they'll hear that and they'll go, that's selfish. No, it's not. It's the greatest thing that you can do in life. The best thing that you can do in this journey is to only do what you want to do and to never do what you don't want to do because that's called agency and that's called ownership. And so if people need inspiration, like fine, whatever, go listen to a YouTube video. There's plenty of it. Go listen to anything I've ever created. I'm sure you'll be inspired, but inspiration is fleeting. It will run out. And at one point it's going to be about discipline. It's going to be about showing up anyway. 
It's going to be about making the decision that you're going to keep the promises that you make to yourself and to others. Because think about this, Dell. Like, here we are. We made a commitment to each other to show up here today. I show up anyway. I don't care how I feel. I don't care if I'm sick. I don't care if I'm under the, my nose is running here while we're live. doesn't matter to me. That has nothing to do with my goal. And so you show up either way. And as soon as it's over, I'm going to take a nap. I promise. But like the, <laughs> but, but the thing about it is like, that's the thing in the moment when it's game time, it is game time. So hold yourself accountable. Stop making excuses. Stop blaming the world. Stop playing the victim. Because the difference between success and failure in your life is action. Yeah. And, and nobody's going to do anything for you. And your story really, really uh, sort of hits at home that um, everyone wants, like you said, everyone wants those steps or how, do you, how did you achieve this? What did you do? But at the end of the day, it's small steps and you've just got to put that work in. That's plain and simple, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And, and then those small steps too, you're going to take giant leaps. People don't understand what they can do in eight years. You know, they want it now. You're not going to get it now. Sorry. Hate to break it to you. You might, you might think that, but that's not how I've ever experienced anything. No one who I know who is successful has ever experienced that either. You know, this is a, this is a rest of your life game and you've yeah. got to be willing to step up to that because if you're not, you're going to be very disappointed in eight months when you're still struggling like how I was and you're going to quit or 36 months or five years. And, and the truth is you have to recognize that you are retraining your brain from decades of chaos, decades. It's been embedded in you and ingrained in you that you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not capable. You're not handsome. You're not beautiful. You don't deserve money. You don't deserve love. You hear that, right? And, and the truth is we start to consume that and it becomes our identity. And, and in this is you are, when you make the decision to step into this journey of healing, you're erasing all of that. It's like putting a new software on a computer, a new hard drive. You have to install new software. And that process is difficult because it's a process of learning. And you're going to be learning a lot of stuff that you've never experienced before, like compassion for yourself, like love for yourself and so many other things. And my hope is that, that people understand that those baby steps, it's true because you have to be willing to understand that you're climbing Mount Everest. And today you might only go three feet, but you got miles ahead of you. And that's the trick. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. So true. And just thinking that people, you need to take one thing away from this and that things don't just happen for you. You need to make them happen. You need to appreciate the person you are and you need to enjoy the journey because um, half the time, the journey is the most enjoyable thing if you allow yourself to enjoy it. And I, I can imagine going through everything you've gone through, Michael, that the journey has been extremely tough. But now where you are, mate, do you sit back and just take little moments? I know you celebrate the wins, but do you take time to just be proud of where you've come from, what you've been able to achieve and the work you've put in? Like, do you allow yourself to sit in that and, and be proud of the person you are? So one of my mentors, I don't know if you know Grant Cardone or not. Um, yep. Yeah. So he's one of my mentors and a business partner. He actually invested in Think Unbroken last year. And um, he said something to me that, that really was beautiful. He goes, dude, sometimes you need to just take your flowers. 
And, and what that basically means is just to sit and look and, and celebrate and be proud of the accomplishments. Cause I'm, I'm very type a, I'm like, let's get to the next thing. Let's go, let's go, let's go. My, my teams know we're balancing projects all the time. I'm always like next, 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 more, more, more. Um, and, and that's because I, I feel like we have to make a ding on the universe. Right. And, and there's these moments in time in which I sit back, I relax and I just go, damn, this is crazy. Mm. I just got off a VIP call with Tony Robbins or, you know, whatever that thing is. And I sit back and I go, that's a long way for a kid from the hood with no parents. You know, that's a long way from a kid who was a drug addict at 12 years old. It's a long way. You know, I wrote, when I wrote think unbroken, my first book, um, and it went to number one, I was just sitting there like, damn, that ain't too bad for a kid with no high school diploma. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I have those moments, but I, I don't get tied to the goals, right? This is one of the things I think is really, really, really important. I don't get tied to the outcome. Here's why I told you my mission in generational trauma in my lifetime, dude, that is impossible. It truly is. And you measure it. It's impossible. It's impractical. It's far-fetched. Hell, it's probably irresponsible that I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing it. But that ain't going to stop me. And that's the thing about this, man. Along the way, try not to try not to tie yourself to the outcome, but instead to the effort. Because if you tie yourself to the outcome, think about this championship fighters, right? I love, I love martial arts. They'll be on top of the world for three, four years, undefeated. Nobody can touch them. Nobody goes undefeated, right? And they take that first loss and then they don't know who they are anymore. They're so tied to the outcome. They're so tied to getting that hand raised at the end of the fight that they forget all of the days, all of the miles, all of the work, all of the effort. And instead of celebrating who they are in those moments, they wait for the milestone, which for a lot of people isn't coming. And for a lot of people is, but if that's the only way you measure your worth, you're going to feel empty for the other 364 days a year. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And, and, that, and I think that's a really hard, I know I've faced this a lot in my life. Well, I'll be happy when, and I used to use this all the time. I'll be happy when I get this goal. I'll be happy when I get that goal. But then by the time you get that goal, you're already on to the next one. And it sounds a little bit like you are that sort of person because that's what you've, you've been ingrained. That's how you've been brought up. That's how you've had to live. But I really appreciate you, you know, sitting back and taking those moments. And I think anybody, everybody, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're speaking on stages around the world, whatever you're doing, you need to take time to be proud of things in your life. And even if it's you're really in a dark stage or in a not a very good place, there are still beautiful things going on that you can smell the flowers, essentially, like you just said, Michael. Yeah, 100%. And, and more so, like, think about this. If you're always just waiting for the end, you're never going to be in the moment. You're never yeah. going to celebrate the right now. And the fact that you've made it this far, which is incredible, you know, I mean, hell, not that long ago, nobody lived that long, you know, nobody had this. And now we have access to so much information. We have access to, to so many amazing communities and so many amazing leaders and shows like yours. I mean, 253 episodes is incredible. There's so much education in that, right? Can you just sit and listen and just go, I'm here with this right now. 
And I, I think that's the thing, man. It's the little things because they matter because they add up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's called present for a reason. It's a gift and people need to uh, take that on board, Michael. I think that was a, a great quote from uh, Ted Lasso. I don't know if you've watched that show, but it's uh, bloody brilliant, mate. There's one for the, the bugger list. Now, before I let you go, because I can see that you want that nap, put those feet up. And I'll tell you what, you've delivered some quality content and you deserve a good sleep. Where can people find you, mate? Let's talk about your podcast because the the truth bombs, the amazing content you've shared today, people want more. Yeah, for sure. And I appreciate you coming on and, and dealing with, you know, at some point, you know, you hit this window or this wall, you got to listen to yourself. You got to listen to your body. You know, I had plans this afternoon with friends and I messaged them. I said, I got a commitment with Dale, but after that guys, I, I got to rest. And that's part of this. You're going to have to choose to rest. One of the things that, that people do not do enough is just listen to themselves. You have to listen to yourself. And when your body, your brain, your spirit is like, dude, chill out for five minutes. <laughs> listen, because if you don't, you're going to beat yourself up even worse. Um, the, the podcast I created almost four years, it might be over four years ago now. We have almost 300 episodes um, with amazing human beings from around the world who have come on to share their stories of triumph and more importantly, to give you tools to, to help you navigate this life. Um, and everything, literally everything I teach is for free there. All of it. Um, if you go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com or just search think unbroken, um, and we do a daily episode. Bang. And, uh, and that's at the end of the day, I love podcasting because it's all free. People share everything they want and they just want to help. Um, so from, from that, one last question for me is a little, uh, little one for myself. How has the podcast helped you grow? Um, and what, what have you learned from podcasting, I suppose, Michael? So that's a, a great question. Um, my background is digital advertising and marketing, believe it or not. Um, and I, I realized when I started my show that there was a shift in social media in advertising and, and attention and organic reach. I mean, like I look at my Instagram, for instance, we have like 17,000 followers, sometimes eight people will see a picture and I'm like, <laughs> all right, this is nonsense. Uh, Cause I'm not going to pay Instagram. They got plenty of money. And so I was thinking to myself, well, wait a second. You know, I listen to podcasts every single day for years. I've been like, why don't I start this show? And I actually had a show. I was an early adopter to podcasting. I had my first show in 2009. Um, wow. but I, I shut it down because I shut down that business. And um, if I still had it, I'd be like an OG in the game. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted, there, there's two major reasons why I do podcasts and both are incredibly selfish. Um, one is because I get to meet incredible people who I get to speak to, who I very likely otherwise may not. Seriously. And, and two is because those people that I get to speak to who I want to speak to, not only do I learn from, but more importantly, they educate my audience. They teach the unbroken nation. And that to me puts them in alignment with my mission of ending generational trauma through education and information. And so when I have people come on, it's an entirely selfish venture, Dale. Um, because I just, I know the impact that it'll make if I'm willing to, to go through the suffering of doing it. Cause you know, this is way harder than people think it is. 
Oh, correct. It, it is, but it's oh, mate. Oh, you can see the smile. I know people can only see, uh, listen to the audio, but everything you just mentioned there, I couldn't agree more. And um, it's such a beautiful way to develop and learn and be. Because the thing when you're interviewing is you're present. I'm with you 100% here. I'm not getting distracted. I'm listening. So I've learned so much today. And I know, like you just said there, that anybody that does listen to my show has learned so much. Um, I just love the action you said about fear. Face it head on. Don't make it an issue. Get it done. Keep going. Um, your story is incredible. I know when um, I followed you for a while and I had no idea the depth of what you've been able to overcome and where you are now. So for me, looking back here now, mate, you should be so proud, Michael, of what you've been able to achieve and the impact you're having. Um, and thank you so much for showing up today um, and keeping that commitment because I've learned so much and I feel so grateful for having you on the show. So thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure, man. And I'll tell you this, one of the things I think about all the time is you know, I made this commitment to me to be here today. And if I don't trust my commitment with me, how could you ever trust my commitment to you? Mm, bang. No wiser word. And I think that's a beautiful way to finish. So guys, this is episode number 253. Go and grab the show notes so you can reach out to Michael. Thank him for his content. Thank him for showing up and being the person he is, making the impact he is on the world. Um, and definitely check out some of those 300 episodes of his podcast. Michael, go put your feet up. Great man. Have a sleep. Thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate you, my friend.